John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother, Jonah. And we are so excited to have you hear the latest season of our nostalgia-themed podcast, How Did We Get Weird? Not only do you get to know me and my brother, you get to know the stories that made us the absolutely rad people we are today. Like you, Jonah, who's a music person and also a mental health counselor. And you, Vanessa, who is an actress, comedian, and I think you even wrote a children's book. Wow. I sure did. Check out our episodes where we've welcomed hilarious guests like our friend Andy Samberg. That's it. That's really it. And Queen Casey Wilson. I really went cart before the horse. I said, I think I have an opportunity to interview Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) As a high school student. Plus legendary sisters Amber Ruffin and Lacey Lamar. You would pull the bag out and then we would eat eat all the leftover leftover chocolate chips which was a lot then you'd roll the barrel up up the hill and then one of us would get inside the barrel and they'd push you down and we've also had an amazing guest like mike the miz jason isbell carrie brownstein and corin tucker of slater kinney and many more and you do not want to miss out on our funny segments like change.dork (laughs) change.dork and congratulations you played yourself Congratulations, you played yourself. Listen to our podcast, How Did We Get Weird, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, can we kind of go through some of these steps? So in your book, How to Love, or How to Love, be How to Be Loved, How to Be Loved, which is amazing, Humble the Poet, just came out. And can we kind of go through some of the steps of how to be loved that you talk about in this book? Because it's... It's just there's love can be so confusing and it's so layered, but we want the truth of how to be loved. And that's what you're really explaining is the truth of how to be loved. Yeah. And I don't want I don't want this to sound like I found some secret that like nobody else has access to. And you have to buy my book to figure it out. I think the way I no, like you're just sharing, it. you're sharing your findings. Yeah, and, and and I'm and I'm doing that elementary school teacher thing where I'm simplifying it. You know, mm. that's that's my 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 skill set is my my ten thousand hours is putting words together. You know, so my ten, you know, so the work I'm doing here is I I spent three years researching love, and then I put the words together to try to make it easier. How did you research love? I read I read every lecture and paper by every clinical psychologist, every spiritual teacher, every poet. I went through love songs like I I became obsessed with trying to understand what love was. Oh my god, um, this is so cool. So yeah. you just like put in you're not scared to put in hard hours to like get to and you want a wide survey. You want the full spectrum of all the people yeah, who are playing in the arena yeah. of love, their take on it, what it means. So you've gone after the highest thought leaders and artists and artists people expressing it and you've studied it 
Yeah. Wow. Well, wow. well like, I mean, look, I mean, I'm look. That's I'm so lucky that that gets to be my life. Like, I get to pick a topic that I think I suck at. I get to dive in deep and learn. You think you suck at love? Is that why you picked it? The entire book was inspired by me ending a relationship. And you thought you're, you just feel like you're terrible at love. So you're like, let me I go felt understand. like I failed at that relationship. I knew that person to this day, that person's still an amazing individual. And I was trying to figure out why wasn't I able to receive the love that they had for me. Um, okay. What did you come up with after all this research and like spiritual journey? Tell me like, tell me some of the, the topics, like break so it down the, for us. Yeah. So the, the big thing is you don't find love. You don't earn love. You don't need to be worthy of love. You don't need to be enough for love. Love isn't something that that requires a qualification. Love doesn't require you to be something. Love is always existing. Think about love like a breeze. The work isn't to find the breeze. You don't have to look for a breeze. The work is to open your sail mm. and catch the breeze. So what we have Ooh, to do that's is, good. Yeah. So what we have to do here is we have to create pathways for love to flow. The love is flowing. There's love everywhere. Oh, but we're just like tucked under a rock, avoiding the breeze and the love. We're like, or there's we no just, love. Yeah, or we've built up walls. You know, we've, as I said, we've built up these protective layers. You know, and then these protective layers is blocking the flow of love. Love can't flow if you have, you know, a whole bunch of walls. So, for example, me and you right now, we've met for the first time. What we're doing now today is we're establishing a pathway for love to flow. You know, there's only so much of a pathway we can create after one interaction. But if me and you start talking every single day, what's going to happen is that pathway is going to get wider and more stable and stronger. And 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 the the materials that we're going to use for that will be vulnerability. Mm. You know, me and you can talk every day and it can be surface level. Like I'm sure there's people you work with your surface level. We're not building a deeper connection. So there's I'm not, not be a really lot good of at surface level. I yeah. realize that. <laughs> but then there's again, I said there's deep ideas, but there's also deep vulnerability. Right. So vulnerability is what's going to establish the love. Right. So that is us establishing the pathway. Now, tomorrow, let's say you you do something and I interpret it negatively. I'm throwing a piece of rubble on our path and now I'm blocking the flow. It's like throwing a rock in a, in a river. It changes the flow of the river. Right. So what we have to do is we have to. And it's a really interesting idea it's from Peter Crone. And what he says is instead of saying, I love you, say, you show me where love is. You know, what does that mean? So love is everywhere. So the, the Naval, Naval Ravikant quote for love, I think is brilliant. And it says, love is what exists when all other emotions cease to exist. Oh, uh, it's just, okay. it's like the blue sky and everything else are the clouds. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good way of looking at it. Um, or it's, it's the screen that life is playing on. Oh, right. yeah. It's just back there, but you don't even know that it's there. It's just like, hello, here I am. Yeah. So right like in here. Christianity, for example, you know, holding like all the, this together, holding, holding this all together, literally. And so in, uh, you know, in, in the Bible, for example, you know, the, the, the first sin was biting from the tree of good and evil, right? That's that good and evil cr creates duality, right? Yeah. Good, bad, up, down, black, white, you know, hot, cold. None of these concepts actually exist. You know, what is hot? What is cold? When does something stop being hot? When does it start being cold? Right. Uh, when does something start being good and stop being bad? Like we can when we get deeper with these things, we we can't you can't interpret something as only bad or only good. So that was the sin. The sin was judgment. The sin was viewing this life through this dualistic view. And you'll realize people who think deeper stop looking at life 
dualistically. They understand it's not black and white. There's just endless gray in between. Mm -hmm. So life exists beyond duality. Sorry, love exists beyond duality. So when we say, so the duality, so we we have to look at, we have to look at this duality and how often we participate in it. So if you do something and I'm like, oh, that was bad. I'm creating blockages of love between us. Because think about it now as, as, as a mother, for example, there, that relationship is pretty much one-sided for the first couple of years, you know, but yeah. the love, the, but the, but the pathway of love is super strong. It's wide open. It's wide open. And, and, and this is the lesson that you have to, we have to realize is it doesn't require reciprocity. It doesn't require history. It doesn't even require, you know, a lot of vulnerability, you know, and just at the end love of the, day, the child because they're yours. Love the child because of your, so, you know, and, and, and I have two sisters and they both have teenage kids now. And, you know, their policy is as they get older, they find different ways to poop on you and your job remains the same. Keep them alive. And, you know, you don't say this, this, this kid keeps pooping on me. I don't love them. You know, and I think the reason love starts to feel complicated because we start, we abandon these ideas when it comes to romantic love. Now we make it, now we make it. And friendship love. And friendship love. Well, you know, <clears throat> depends, you know, because I think a lot of the times when we have these childhood best friends, we establish the pure love. That's we have true. Strong pathways. And sometimes That's why you can stay so strong with your childhood best friends because you it started in such purity, like that it's, you know it's, it's yeah. pure. Okay. And it can still change. We can still, you know, stuff can get in the way. And I think, like, you know, I have a lot of the same friends I've had since elementary school. And it's the communication that we're comfortable with that allows stuff. You know, because you start to realize a lot of falling outs between friends really have to do with communication. You know, somebody makes a mistake, they're too scared to fess up to it and they stop answering their phone. And then all of a sudden now there's a disconnect or something. Whereas I realize with my friends is they'll always answer the phone. If they mess up, they'll, they'll own it. Yo, I messed up. Yo, I said, Yo, and you'll have that established and you have that yeah. established. And, and, and that's we how have you're... decades of it. We of have decades MO, of yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also like, even now, like as we got older, I've, you know, I've just reminded them that I'm like, look, man, like we have decades together, no conflicts ever. Even when we were partying, even if everybody was drunk, we never had a conflict. Let's keep that streak going. And, you know, I need you to help me with this thing. If you can't help me, just say you can't help me. I'm not yeah. going to hate you, but don't disappear on me. Yeah. That's where the resentment's going to come. Just so just not having communication. Okay. That's so a, we have- That's a big one. So the parent-child thing, the parent can keep it clean until sometimes the parent loses that ability and then the whole relationship was up with the child. So what happens when we when we lose the clean, clear love that's just there and we mess it all up with all well, this? Well, the, the better way to look at it is we, 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 put, we block the pathway. It's not about, yeah, okay. we don't lose the love. The love we is block it. There. Yeah, it's like you, you, you close your sail or you poke holes in it, right? And then the sail's not as effective. That's our insecurities. That's our lack of communication. That's our lack of vulnerability. You know, so again, when we think in terms of duality, people think vulnerability is, you know, like, oh, I, I met you today. Let me tell you my deepest, darkest secrets. No, like vulner- I can be vulnerable with you. Um, and I learned this from my therapist. My therapist said, hold two vulnerable stories in your pocket that you could tell a stranger the first time you met them that would not scare them away. Mm. So... One of my vulnerable stories is about, you know, my first dog and having a dog for 11 years and losing him and having to put him to sleep and how much that broke my heart and how much I avoided 
dogs after that and how if I was walking down the street and I saw a dog that looked like my dog, I would have a physical reaction, you know, and I'd want to run up to that dog and give it a hug. And then, you know, later on, you know, years and years and years later, um, I'm at a, a legal COVID party, um, you know, and a friend says, hey, somebody ordered this puppy from from a breeder and they don't want it because it came out black and they thought it was going to come out brown. Uh, do you want it? And I was like, dog racism. That's pretty stupid. But I was like, and this is in Toronto. And I was like, no, I, yeah. I was like, I'm moving. I plan to move to the States once COVID's over. Um, I can't get a dog. And then, you know, the party progressed. Shots of tequila were taken. And then I'm like, instantly, I need the dog. Where's the dog? Give me the dog. And then, you know, I, I got, I got the dog and, you know, she's, you know, she is my, my roommate, my daughter, my wife, my everything. <laughs> and we, she traveled with me from Canada to, to LA and she enjoys all the pretty girl privilege that comes with being in LA. She's gotten a modeling, <laughs> we got discovered in the park and she got a modeling Ooh. gig. Oh, go girl. We got, we got paid well, for her to take pictures in a private jet. <laughs> and it's completely hilarious just having this experience and she's undefeated. She's allowed everywhere. Dogs aren't allowed. <laughs> And, uh, and then, you know, everything was great. But during during COVID, when I had her, she was, a, you know, a COVID puppy. Um, I'd have to drop her off at the front door of, of the vet because you weren't allowed to go inside back then uh, when I first got her to get all her shots. And then fast forward to, to last year, as things have opened up here in L.A., at least um, the first time I took her into a, a vet's office, I saw the big metal table. And I instantly had an emotional reaction because that wow. I haven't I hadn't seen one since I put my last dog to sleep. You know. Wow, interesting. That's a vulnerable story I can tell a stranger. Yeah. That doesn't make me afraid of judgment, and it doesn't make me think I'll scare them away. And but why think, is it important for you to have that so you can share, so you can show that you're willing to be real and honest? I I, I think vulnerability is giving someone permission to hurt you. Saying, look, you can like you could if you wanted to, you could make fun of the story and break my heart you know that's how a connection is established i putting out my hand mm. and at the risk of having it slapped away um and 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 the point of illustrating the story was it's not a big it's not a deep dark story it's not a story that is going to scare a stranger away after hearing it and what we'll learn um the more we do it is the more you're vulnerable with people the more you're giving them an opportunity to be vulnerable with you and that's a deeper connection you know, um, if you want, you know, I, I went to Poland with a group of men uh, and I trained with Wim Hof. I went in and I did the ice training, sat, sat in the ice. I didn't know any of these men before this. There's 13 guys, um, ex-NFL players, uh, influencers, artists, what have you. What I realized is we bonded. We bonded over the common suffering. We bonded over the insecurities and the fears. Like, okay, he's like, okay, today we're going to sit in this frozen lake. And everyone, you know, having to mull about that, being like, what about frostbite? What about this? What about that? That created so many opportunities to be vulnerable that, you know, that was a five-day trip and we are the closest friends two, three years later. And I realized that created a deeper connection than had we all gone to Hawaii and just partied. Yeah. You know, you want to get deep with people, suffer with them. Yeah. Get in the trenches with them, get vulnerable with them, get ugly with them. You know, and it yes. doesn't have, you know, and, and, and as I said, like hearing one of the, one of the gentlemen, he, you know, he, 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 he was a black, a black man and he was married to a white woman and he had, you know, mixed race kids and he was crying about the challenges that they had 
just kids asking them about the texture of their hair or whatever. You know, this is, I don't have children. I, this is not something I can relate to, but seeing him cry opened up this relationship and he didn't, you know, and there wasn't any judgment and the, and this was a room of athletes and entrepreneurs and strong men, every, capable yeah. men. And, and I said there was, and, and there still was, you know, elements of alpha there when we went in the ice, nobody wanted to be the first one out. There was competitiveness, <laughs> there was all of that, but there was also this vulnerableness. And that vulnerableness to this day has been amazing because when we see each other's long hugs, it's, you know, it's still sharing our, our challenges and our problems with each other. And you realize that allows you to be seen. That's what we care about. Mm. Being vulnerable lets you be seen. Yes. And so right how to now, be love. Is that number one to be vulnerable? Being vulnerable is record. I think so step one would be recognize your, your, uh, hesitation around vulnerability and realize that vulnerability isn't zero or a hundred. Okay. So I under, listen, I got, I have vulnerabilities and insecurities and I'm not going to tell you that I've met you for the first time today. Like we have to establish a, a stronger pathway before we get there and that's okay. You know? So, but I still want to be seen by you and it's recognizing that getting your attention, getting your affection, um, getting your admiration, that's not love. Having you authentically see me is love. And we know this because everyone that we authentically love right now, we know all their flaws. We know all their challenges. We know everything they're going through. None of that disqualifies them from love. You don't have to be perfect to be loved. As so I'm saying, there is no enoughness. I think the, the stories right now are like, you are worthy of love. No, there's no such thing as worthiness. How do you, humans aren't measured in terms of worthiness. Yeah. You know, humans aren't measured in terms of enoughness. Enough, like enoughness is for your gas tank. Do I have enough gas to get to my destination? Not am I enough of a person to be loved? How do you define enoughness of a person? How do you define enoughness of a flower or of a butterfly? You don't, you know? So let's, get rid of these because the reason we have these kind of ideas and as i said i love going back to historic ideas of this which is we live in a society which is buy stuff be happy so now and that's the only proving i think it's finally proving to not work like people are realizing that's not the fix it, it's not the fix but it's the story and, it, and it's a very strong story and so how do I convince you that you need more than two outfits? You know, I need to convince that you're not enough with just two outfits. You're not enough with just a car that takes you from A to B. You know, it was a dude by the name of Edward Bernays. He was Sigmund Freud's nephew. He invented marketing. You know, he he's the one that made it normal for women to smoke cigarettes. And the way he did it was by telling women that they're being oppressed about not smoking cigarettes. And he had the influencers of the days refer to cigarettes as freedom torches. Wow. Literally, he made it an emotional thing. He pulled on their emotional heartstrings, being like, why aren't you allowed to smoke? Why do men get to smoke and you don't? Wow. Meanwhile, they're, you know, they're sucking on toxins, calling them freedom torches. You know, so there's an emotion. Yes, yeah, emotionally manipulating. So it's the same thing where it's like, and, and again, if you, there's a company called Fair and Lovely in India, skin bleaching. You know, if you, if you want to see some horrific commercials, just, you know, find them on YouTube. They'll literally have a woman go in for a job. This is the commercial. She'll go in for a job interview, not get the job, go home, put on the skin bleaching, come back and get the job. Like these are real commercials on television there. Wow. 
in 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 the United States, the commercials are a lot more subtle. It's like, hey, buy some Maybelline. You're worth it. You yeah. know, it's it's a lot more subtle. It's not, but they're still telling you the same idea of like you need like you're not allowed to have a line on your face. You're not allowed to have a crevice on your face. You need to look like you're 12 years old all the time. Otherwise, people won't accept you. And if you don't want to buy the makeup, use this filter and and use all of this. And again, it, it appeals to a biological sense in us. You know, and that's and that's what it is. And it's it's something that we just have to recognize where it's like, listen, listen, <clears throat> there's an economy here. People, you know, there's a society requires people to buy stuff for it to keep flowing. And they're gonna keep sending you messages and signals that you're not good as you are and you need more. You need a bigger house, you need a better car, you need another partner, you need more followers, you need a blue check mark, you need this many listeners on the podcast, you need all of these things. And it's realizing that you start you start to subtly think you have to qualify for love when really all of these things are going to give you things that aren't love they're going to give you power influence attention um as i said affection admiration maybe even worship you know you'll have all these things but they're not love and you know they're not love they're as much love as as mcdonald's food you know it's easy cheap convenient but then you want more instantly you know it's, it's not satisfying it's, it's not fulfilling it's delicious. It's not nutritious because mm. love, love, love isn't delicious. Love, love is peace. You know, love is peace. John Stewart is back in the host chair at the Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on the Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother, Jonah. And we are so excited to have you hear the latest season of our nostalgia-themed podcast, How Did We Get Weird? Not only do you get to know me and my brother, you get to know the stories that made us the absolutely rad people we are today. Check out our episodes where we've welcomed hilarious guests like our friend Andy Samberg. That's it. That's really it. And Queen Casey Wilson. I really went cart before the horse. I said, I think I have an opportunity to interview Leonardo DiCaprio (laughs) as a high school student. And you do not want to miss out on our funny segments like (laughs) Change.Dork. Change.Dork. And congratulations, you played yourself. Congratulations, you played yourself. Listen to our podcast, How Did We Get Weird, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.